If you want to be a man that is confident in himself, you have to be competent in all aspects of your life. The most successful influencers in the world have unspoken strategies to achieve constant success on social media. This podcast, Influencer Secrets, is my attempt at sharing the lessons I've learned from going from zero followers and broke to over 6 million followers across all my social media platforms with multiple six figures in annual income. I also plan to take you guys on my journey of building Asa, my influencer agency. My hope is that you use these lessons to grow your own social media presence. And maybe one day soon, you come work with me at Asa so I can help you turn your social media journey into a lucrative career. I hope you share and enjoy. In this podcast, part two of what my first sales job taught me, we're going to continue from where we left off in the last episode. I'm going to share a few more extremely important lessons that I learned from my first sales job. If you do not know who I am, my name is Cole Gonzalez, otherwise known as Coral on social media, and I have over 6.4 million followers across all my social media platforms. I went from nearly broke to now doing multiple six figures in annual income through social media and opportunities that have been afforded by social media. The goal of this podcast is to help you not make the same mistakes that I've made on my way to becoming an influencer and on my way to becoming the young man that I am today. Also, I'm building out the largest influencer army in the world in the Coral Army Discord, so make sure you join the Discord using the link below. I do almost daily calls as well, so there's a high chance that you'll be able to come and talk to me if you join those calls. In the last podcast, we talked about quite a few things that I learned from my first sales job. I talked about things such as having the right information to be successful, putting in the repetitions, the importance of mentors, and many more things. But I have a few more things I want to share with you. So let's get right into it. In my first sales job, one of the main things I learned is that confidence is built by developing competence. And competence in any aspect of your life is only created by putting in disproportionate amounts of work over long periods of time. Let me explain. When I first started selling, I was extremely nervous to talk to anyone. I was very insecure. When I would walk up to these houses as I was doing this door-to-door sales job, you could literally smell the insecurity coming off me. And I mean smell it because I was sweating, literally sweating. I was decently good at hiding this, but for the most part, I'm pretty sure that my clients could tell that I was very nervous. And I was a 17-year-old kid going to strangers' houses selling knives. Who wouldn't be nervous? Especially since I had never had a sales job before. This was the first time. So what flipped the switch for me to build confidence? Building competence. As we mentioned in the last episode, the first 10 appointments that I did were mostly no sales, meaning I barely made any money. And by learning the right information and having mentors in place and constantly failing, which is something we'll talk about in a little bit, failing, but by constantly failing and honing my craft of just doing the repetitions, which we talked about in the last episode, doing the repetitions, by constantly following this pattern of repeating the process of simply doing the things learning from what I did wrong, and then seeking out more information, I built competence. When you become better at something, you're becoming more competent, therefore you will be more confident. Let me ask you this. Have you ever shown up in a classroom and realized that you have a presentation and you forgot to study for the presentation? You get that gut-wrenching feeling and you start feeling anxious and very insecure. At that moment, you would be considered incompetent. Let's take the inverse. You show up to class, you've been studying for this presentation for weeks, You have it memorized like the back of your hand. You're going to show up with your chest out and you will raise your hand when the teacher asks who wants to go first. You are considered competent. Therefore, you're confident. This rule applies in any aspect of your life. If you are bad with picking up girls, it is because you are incompetent when it comes to picking up girls. You have no riz, my friend. Now imagine every single day for the next month that you talk to 10 girls at school and every single day at school, you tried to get every single girl Snapchat. Do you know how good you would be at talking to girls and picking up girls? Do you know how confident you would be? That is because you are building competence. If you want to be a man that is confident in himself, 
you have to be competent in all aspects of your life. You have to be a competent speaker. You have to be a competent student. And when I say student, I mean someone who's willing to learn and someone who's always learning. You have to be competent in terms of your fitness. Go to the gym, work out, be healthy. Men of competence become men of status. You're insecure because you are not competent in the fields which you know you should be. And that is because you're not putting in the repetitions and you're not putting yourself in an uncomfortable place to become more competent. So what is the solution? Things that you are currently insecure about, analyze them and say, am I competent in them? And if you are not competent in them, then become more competent and you'll become more confident. It's truly that simple. The next thing I learned is to never judge a book by its cover. And specifically, never judge a person by how they look. Rather, judge them by their character. Now, there definitely are outliers for this. If someone is dressed like a complete idiot or you can clearly tell that it's not someone you want to associate with, yes, don't associate with them. But I want to give you a specific example of when this really clicked to me, especially in my sales job. Hey, real quick, Coiled Army. You already know I don't run ads and I'm giving away all of my trade secrets on my influencer journey for free. So the one thing I ask of you is if you could please take five seconds to leave a review. Even if you just tap five stars and you hit submit, that's more than enough to help me out. The only way this podcast grows is by word of mouth. And if you're finding value from this podcast, I would really appreciate if you could send it to one of your friends. Imagine how you would feel if they sent this podcast to you and it helped you achieve your dreams of becoming a social media influencer. Now that's friendship. All right, back to the show. On one weekend where I had a demonstration for my door-to-door sales job, I remember pulling up into the ghetto where the houses looked like they could barely stand by themselves. All the cars were beat up, the windows were boarded, but I had already booked this demonstration, but I wasn't not going to walk in because I already booked the demonstration and I was not going to not try and sell to this potential client. I saw it as a challenge. So instead of just driving away, I got out of my car, I knocked on the door and I went in. When I got inside, I kid you not, it was the most disgusting house I've ever seen. There was trash everywhere. The dishes were flowing over, dirty floors. The couch was dirty. And it was a small, small house. Keep in mind, my average order was in the low thousands, meaning one to $3,000. And if I was a normal person, I wouldn't have even walked through that door. I remember this mom, which I was selling to, who didn't even have a table for me to put my things on. I had to set my stuff on the floor. I couldn't even give the presentation like I would normally on a table. Anyways, I started with rapport, went into the presentation, assessed her problems, gave her the solutions, and she ended up spending $1,300, which I can guarantee was more than her house payment for the month. This was a huge turning point in my life. What I understood in this moment is that one, you should never judge a book by its cover because you never know how much money someone has or what their needs really are. And number two, no matter what environment I go into, I have the ability to impose my will and come out on top. And this is how you should live as well. In that moment, if I was to judge a book by its cover, I wouldn't have made that sale. And I wouldn't have had this perspective shift that it's not always about what you see at surface level. And you and I as individuals have the ability to take environments and to take situations where the odds are stacked against us and flip them on their head and win. And that's what I did. There were multiple other situations where this happened, even the inverse, where I would go to houses where I would check on Zillow and they'd be worth five to $10 million and they wouldn't want to buy anything. Now I could go on a tangent about me taking full responsibility for every single thing that happened and not blaming it on the houses and understanding that it truly was my fault if I didn't sell someone, but that is a completely other story. But you get the point. Don't judge a book by its cover. You never know what you're going to get out of a relationship and who a person really is and what they have until you really know them. One last thing that I want to share with you that I learned from my sales job is that you need to be ready and willing to fail over and over and over again. Winston Churchill once said, 
Success is going from failure to failure without losing your enthusiasm. Success is not about avoiding failure, but it's persisting through failure with enthusiasm. Welcome failure because that is how you learn. If you were always winning and you never failed, you would never learn, which is impossible because you and I are both human and we do not know everything. So it only makes sense that as we are exploring new opportunities in our lives that we are going to do them wrong. It's unrealistic to expect perfection from yourself. And by living your life avoiding failure, you're living your life avoiding growth. And without growth, you are the same person that you were yesterday and the day before, the week before, the month before, and the years before. So welcome failure and push through it and come out the other side with the same amount of enthusiasm as when you first started. In this first sales job, I learned how to fail flat on my face. There were times where I got cussed at, times where I got kicked out of the house. Half the time I got hung up on on the phone. Failing sucks, but it doesn't suck when you realize that that is where you are growing. This sales job for me was essentially exposure therapy, meaning I was constantly presented with situations that made me really uncomfortable that I was forced to continue to put myself in until I became comfortable with them. You need to become more comfortable with failure, but the only way you do that is by failing more. Every single person that you are aspiring to be right now undoubtedly has more failures than you, which is very interesting, right? But with more failures, like we said, comes more growth. And since I did so much work at this job and did so many demonstrations, I was able to create more failures in a shorter period of time, a more concise period of time. And through all those failures is where I learned how to sell better and how to communicate with people better and how to be more confident. So understand that your current mindset on failure may be wrong. You should be welcoming it and understand that the more failure that you have, the more you learn. Just make sure that you are changing as you fail. There's that one saying that the definition of a psychopath is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. At least I think that's the same. Anyways, don't do that. But I will see you in the next episode.